Hi, my name is Rob Scott from UC Today News and welcome to our September Microsoft Teams news update. As always, I'm joined by Tom Abuthnot. He's a Microsoft Teams expert and co-founder of Empowering Cloud. And together, we're going to be running through the latest headlines, what matters in the world of Microsoft Teams. Welcome, Tom. How's it going? Yeah, really good. Thanks. Yeah, uh, everybody's back from holidays now and... Uh... It's uh, surprisingly, normally September is a bit quiet because it's August, but actually there's been a decent amount of news over the holidays as well, so we can uh, catch everybody up today. Yeah, absolutely. Whilst most of us did go on holiday in August, it does appear uh, Teams doesn't rest. So, um, yeah, we've got lots to get through, in fact, and it's just me and you today, so a little bit uh, of a slight format change, but uh, I think the holidays have hit every, you know, our, our community pretty hard. Uh, plus, uh, we are recording this on Labor Day in the US, so happy Labor yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Tactically, not the best day to record if you want US contributors, it turns out. <laughs> no, exactly. So, But anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll jump on through it. But uh, We're Tom, going I mean, school. Yeah, exactly. And let's kick off with the big news uh, over the past couple of weeks, the unbundling of Microsoft Teams in the EU. Tom, I mean, this is big, big news. What does it actually mean? Yeah, really big news. So um, obviously, we've talked on the previous shows about the European Union Competition Commission investigating Microsoft and people like Slack and others complaining that it's anti-competitive for Microsoft to bundle kind of collab and UC with Office. Um, so uh, reportedly, there were talks between the Competition Commission and Microsoft, and those didn't resolve it. So it went to a formal investigation. But just weeks after announcing the formal investigation, Microsoft have announced they're going to Office SKUs in the EU, or technically it's the EEA, the European Economic Area, that doesn't include the UK anymore because of Brexit, but they also include uh, Switzerland in that. And they're going to have a SKU without Teams. So it will be $2 less than the equivalent bundles. So both the business packages and the enterprise packages, but there'll be no Teams in there. And for those that want Teams, they'll have to spend an extra five euros to add Teams back into that bundle. Um, for all existing customers, they can stay on their current package. It doesn't price change for them. But for net new customers in those areas, they will have to buy both the, the package, the bundle, the suite without Teams, and then top up two Teams to get Teams. Got it. So that's an important point, though. If you've got Teams, you don't need to do anything. But if you're, if you're a net new subscriber of Teams, then you're going to be under these new rules, correct? Yeah, just if you're in those countries in the EEA, you'll have to buy the – essentially, it's a, the same – m365 the e3 the e5 the business packages but it'll just be brackets no teams and it'll be two dollars less and then you'll buy an additional SKU to up up level to teams and you'll be back to kind of where you started before if you want to do that but in theory theoretically if you didn't want that if you were a slack shop if you're a webex shop you can save two bucks a month because you don't need teams and the, the theory is that you could spend that elsewhere and it makes it more competitive um, interesting that Microsoft haven't made the uplift the same as the discount. Um, so effectively, a lot of customers are going to see this as potentially a price rise because they're going to have to spend three more euros to get to where they were before. Got it. And and this is, I mean, as you said, this goes way back, quite a few years ago, uh, back to a you know a, a bit of a um, a calling out from from Slack to Microsoft saying that you know this is anti-competitive and that kind of thing. Um, is this a, you know, was Slack, first of all, popping champagne bottles, you know, when this was announced, do you think? I mean, because this potentially is going to have a, a ripple effect, um, you know, for years to come, do we think? 
Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't hear much of Slack anymore since the Salesforce acquisition, to be honest. Um, but they were definitely one of the people pushing for it. I'm, I'm sure the industry in general is appreciative of the opportunity to, you know, have a conversation about well, you don't need to buy Teams bundled. You can spend that money elsewhere. Um, I don't think two bucks a user a month is is a huge difference. Um, and it's interesting that Microsoft say haven't made the uplift the same. Um, but I think generally it's, it's good for the industry if there's more competition. So uh, from that point of view, it's a good thing. Yeah, and, and I, I totally agree, actually. I think that's, this is, we have to have these rules in place. And it is, you know, I was just wondering whether it's potentially something that could extend itself to uh, wider than the EU. Um, you know, could, it, could we see this happening? Yeah, I saw a few years? comments from Americans saying we'd like to see this. Um, but I don't think there's an equivalent kind of commission with such big teeth to make them do it in the US. And they've clearly chosen to only do it in those areas affected by the EU legislation. So I doubt we'll see it anywhere else. But these kind of things push back on future decisions about bundling as well. So it's not just this. It'll be other things Microsoft do where they might consider more carefully, well, how much can we bundle? Um, although I do think generally Microsoft have been looking to do extra SKUs and uplifts and, and up the kind of revenue per user so things like teams premium things like copilot are all add-ons uh, something that was interesting is there was also pressure in this case for microsoft to um allow the the other apps so a zoom or a webex or a slack or whoever to more tightly integrate into office um, and microsoft are going to allow the web apps of office to be integrated into those other platforms so they can bring up native word within their platform um on the api front there's no new apis microsoft said they document the apis better as part of this um i think that's a bit hollow because people like zoom and webex are quite capable of working out what the apis are, are able to do you know they've got big dev teams um so i feel like there's there should be more pressure on allow a genuine playing field anything teams could do with office let a Zoom or a Slack or a WebEx do that with Office 2. That would have been a more long-standing uh, kind of benefit to those providers, I think. Um, but we'll see. This is what Microsoft have put forward. It doesn't mean the investigation is not instantly not happening or anything. Um, so we'll see what the market reaction is. Exactly. And, and as you said, it could be a bit of a butterfly effect here. We're going to find out more and more as this unfolds of kind of what decisions Microsoft are going to have to make going forward on this and how it affects ultimately the customer consuming the product. So interesting one. Let's keep an eye on it. We'll, we will certainly report back on this as time goes by. So next up, Tom, uh, Teams, Essentials and Phone Discount Bundle Pricing. Um, yeah, so from, from, from unbundling to bundling, I thought we'd yeah, put these exactly. back to back because it's quite funny. Um, so this is definitely not, not available in the European Economic Area, but in the US and the UK, uh, Microsoft are offering Teams Essentials, which is the very, very low-end SKU. So that's Teams on its own, which is $4 per user per month. They're rolling phone into that. Um, and giving a 33% discount. So just looking at my notes here, that ends up being $10.05 five a month for Teams Essentials and phone with pay-as-you-go, or $16 a month for Teams Essentials with domestic calling, and there are UK equivalent pricing for that. Um, interesting to see Microsoft going for the very, very low end. I would have liked to see them do something in the mid-market, kind of the business SKUs, which are up to 300 seats, um, whereas this is, you know, handfuls of people potentially um, but interesting to see microsoft proactively go after that market for phone it is isn't it and 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 you're right that that kind of price point and, and these you know, kind of numbers definitely the, the, the kind of 
you know, s smaller end of the market, the, the real small business end or solo end of the marketplace. So, um, yeah, I suppose that's, uh, is that a space that Microsoft, you, you know, do we think has historically had, um, you know, troubles kind of, you know, penetrating that end of the market? Do we, do yeah, we think? I think, I think, I mean, it's always something they've wanted and they, they offer really competitive packages in that sub 300 seat kind of space. Um, in terms of price versus value, but Teams, or oh, sorry, Microsoft 365 is such a complex beast. I think lots of organizations start on, well, we'll just use Gmail, Slack, whatever, like something simple or point solution, Zoom. Um, so I think Microsoft are trying to get people on the M365 suite conversation earlier. Um, and, and certainly they're very, very good at selling to enterprise and larger customers because they have the partners, they have the touch point, but getting those mid-market customers that are very influenced by resellers who make good margin on other solutions and less margin on Microsoft licensing is kind of a sticking point for them because there's nobody out there selling it, explaining it, deploying it because there's not tons of margin in it. But the, you know, the people that are actively working in that end of the market, the partners, the channel, want to sell something with potentially more margin so they'll push another UC solution potentially. Yeah, yeah, good points. Good stuff. Right. Well, let's move on to uh, Microsoft Teams Rooms. We've got an update there, Tom. Tell us more. Yeah, we had what was uh, what one of the Microsoft people called one of the biggest updates for Microsoft Teams Rooms this year so far. Um, so this is 4.18. Some of the highlights are cloud IntelliFrame. So that's the ability to take a, a bog standard camera that doesn't have any fancy smarts, put the feed into the cloud and Microsoft use AI in the cloud to frame to box out individuals in the room so it will smart frame the entire room it will give each people their own box um, which is a nice add-on for people that haven't bought the kind of fancy cameras that do that camera side um, also intelligent camera support which is kind of the opposite so that's having a smart camera in the room and allowing the camera to send multiple feeds up to the cloud so everybody gets their own video feed so you get a high quality framing of each individual using cloud sorry using camera ai locally rather than the cloud um, front row gallery improvements so they're making the background on front row uniform across all users so one of the things that makes it kind of more engaging is not to have my room and your room and somebody else's room on a great big screen so they can kind of essentially initially have black for the entire background, but eventually have a custom background. So it makes it more feel like the remote people are in the same place. Nice. And last one is spatial audio. So having that audio come from the right position in the room based on where the, the video row is, i.e. the leftmost person comes more out of the left speaker, the rightmost person comes more out of the right speaker. Superb. So, so continuous improvement in the room space. I, I love this. There's more and more coming through all the time, but great to see that commitment from Microsoft. Yeah, and one of the things about Microsoft Teams Rooms is you're you're buying into kind of a a platform conversation where you're going to keep getting features added and added. So that's a nice thing from a custom point of view. You bought these two years ago, and you get all these features as part of the, the rolling license cost. Superb. And we've also got a Teams panel update. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So panels alongside rooms. So these are the devices that sit outside the room to show you. The room's free, busy to let you book the room. Um, those are now going to have QR codes. So you can bring your Teams phone mobile app up, scan the room, the QR code, and book the room, reserve the room, etc. So just slickening up the experience there. At the moment, it's only within the tenant, so you'd have to be in that organization to do that. Um, but from a booking point of view, that's really nice. If you're kind of wandering up to a free room and you want to book it, you don't have to faff around with which room is it, find it on the gallery, you know, kind of 
or the gal, sorry, book it yourself. You can just scan and go. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. We're seeing QR codes everywhere nowadays, but it's, it's actually come true, hasn't it? That that, that promise that QR codes. Yeah, the pa- pan- so. pandemic brought them where we were, you know, restaurant menus, everything else. Everybody knows what a QR code is now, yeah. so they're becoming quite quite mainstream. Yeah, superb. Great stuff. Well, let's talk. Uh, next up, actually, we said we'd talk about uh, cloud video interop. What's going yeah, on there? Yeah, this is um, uh, a, a more niche requirement, but this gives you the ability to from a Teams room, connect to a standards-based SIP meeting. Uh, It's been around for a while, but interestingly, um, BlueJeans have obviously kind of decided they're going to bow out of the the UC market. So they were one of the four original providers. PolyHP had a solution, but now they're OEMing Pexip solution. So we're down to two solutions in the market, which is Cisco solution and Pexip solution. Uh, Pexip have put quite a lot of investment into their solution. They're doing some clever things, mimicking some of the ways Teams work, things like mute and knowing who's speaking. Um, and also I put in the show notes, there's a link now to Microsoft are doing release notes for CVI. So they're showing features being updated and which vendor supports them. So a good opportunity here for certainly for Pexip and Cisco to kind of plug that gap for Microsoft Teams rooms that need that standards-based SIP connectivity still. And on a head-to-head comparison, you know, why would you choose one over the other, or would you? Yeah, it's interesting. So, so I think Pexip are, that's their kind of primary thing is interop. So they're definitely very invested, whereas Cisco have options for native team rooms, options for WebEx rooms that do SIP and CBI. So I think Pexip have the edge in terms of functionality at the moment. Um, but as with all things, it kind of comes down to the customer. And if you're a Cisco shop, maybe they do some kind of bundle deal where they wrap that in as well. Um, but I'd say Pexip is becoming the default in a lot of cases. Mm, good stuff. Well, let's talk devices. Uh, never have a, an update without some kind of update uh, on, on some kind of phone or device. Um, but first of all, we said we'd talk about hotline phones. Tell, me, tell us more. Yeah, we talked about this way back at, uh, it was Enterprise Connect this got launched. So this is the ability to set up a Teams phone to auto dial. So you can have one sitting on reception, you pick it up and it auto dials. So that was announced Enterprise Connect, but that is now generally available. So you can set your Teams phone up to auto dial reception or security and um, they've also added some updates around the dial pad and some other bits and pieces around the ui to tidy that up as well so just a, a nice feature for that particular use case where we used to use standards based sip phones to auto dial we can now do that teams native very nice and uh next update we said we talked about was algo ip devices there's, there's something you know something uh, new there as well yeah yeah so algo are now all officially certified so for those not familiar again this was announced quite a while ago algo do uh, intercom paging overhead pa systems those kind of things um they are all certified or kind of supported on teams uh, sip gateway now so you can take those natively register them to teams via the sip gateway and use them with teams which is a use case a lot of people still have in the office where they need paging or intercom Interesting. It reminds me back in the day when I was a telecoms engineer and I used to install Valcom uh, PA systems and what a, what a nightmare they were to install. I mean, they were, they, to some degree, they were easy, but then the, the audio and the, the quality never, never was quite right on my installations, at least. So, <laughs> never, never asked well, me you, know, you, you got into media, Rob, didn't you? So uh, we'll, we'll blame that on the kit, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, blame it on the kit. Right, but that's good news. Uh, and last, but by no means least, we said um, we talk about this end of support notice for connecting uh, to Skype for business server in Microsoft Teams rooms 
on Windows. Tom. Yeah, this is another nail in the coffin for Skype for Business. Obviously, Skype for Business Online has all been depreciated and gone, but there is still Skype Business Server, the on-premises solution. Um, Microsoft Teams Rooms, which used to be Skype Room Systems, SRS, um, at the moment can talk to both old school Skype server and Teams. They're now dropping that capability out of the room systems to talk to Skype server. So they will only be Teams native. Um, very little notice here. This will be retired effective October the 1st, 2023. Um, I'm assuming Microsoft have already talked to or alerted customers. I mean, it's going to be a very, there's a very small subset of server customers left, and there's a, probably a smaller subset that also use Microsoft Teams Rooms. Um, but nevertheless, this would impact some customers, and it's another nudge towards while Skype's business server on-premise still supported, it's not our favorite, it's not our future, kind of get on board with the cloud, basically. Yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, it had to happen. It has happened. And uh, if you haven't had your notification, you might want to find more out about that sometime soon. Uh, but otherwise, that is our news update for today, Tom. Uh, we do have some events coming up. Probably worth uh, jumping into those. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we've got some good ones coming up. So Teams Fireside Chat this month, we've got Jamie Stark. Uh, Jamie's awesome. He works at Microsoft looking after the admin functionality for Teams Phone in the Teams Admin Center. Um, and he's been uh, uh, around for uh, as long as some of us old schoolers around the, the Teams and Skype space. So he's always very good fun to understand kind of what's going on behind the covers and for the audience that wants some admin Teams Phone, he's a great person to talk to. So looking forward to that. Uh, we also have, I've got the Microsoft UC User Group London, which is actually being hosted at Cisco's office. Um, so that, again, tells you something of where we are these days, that they're happy to host us and show their kit, and even though it's a Microsoft user group. Um, also, we've got Michelle uh, Borman, who's a Netherlands team specialist, so he's going to take us through a bunch of roadmap stuff. So really looking forward to that one. And also on my list, we have UC Expo coming up, which is 4th and 5th of October. So really not long now until that show. Um, that's the big one for kind of London and, and Europe around UC. I think you'll, you'll be there as well, Rob. Absolutely, yeah. And that's, by the time this video comes out, just a few weeks away, so something to get excited about. Make sure you've got your tickets. Um, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, it's a really good show, a really good opportunity to network, and we're doing all sorts of things. But again, I've got a, uh, a session there with a couple of Microsoft people around roadmap and what's going on with Teams. We've got a user group takeover, um, and I've got a customer panel on the first day as well. Fantastic. and. Probably not long after that, we have Microsoft Ignite, and that's in November, isn't it? No, I'm quite looking forward to this year's event. Tom, what do you think? Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what comes out. Obviously, the, the big hype is Copilot, right? We've had all the pre-announcement. We know it's been testing, um, so we're hoping to get some news around that. But, yeah, we'll be following that very carefully, and uh, there's always a, a, a ton of news comes out of Ignite. So it'll be interesting to see what, what gets announced and how, how close we are to Copilot being GA as well. Yeah, as you say, it's got, it's got to be Copilot centric, and it? it's got to be Copilot everywhere at that event. Um, I'm not quite looking forward to seeing it in Teams. I mean, I haven't actually seen it much in Teams yet. I mean, how do I, how and when is that going to be? Yeah, uh, that, that's the funny to... thing. All the all the kind of hype in the industry and getting all the partners ready. Still, very few people have it hands on. So there's something like 600 customers that have early access, and that's it. Um, the, the the reports are really positive around uh, talking to a few people who are playing with it like I would trust their opinion um, generally seems quite strong particularly in Outlook like using it to triage emails has been a big one that I hear is popular um, the idea of jumping into a Teams chat and being able to summarise the chat or jump in mid-meeting and say what's been said so far who's committed to what really exciting so um, 
I, I'm reserving judgment, as I tend to do with these things, until I get hands-on and see it in real life, because we're definitely on the hype cycle for AI. Um, but I am excited about the potential of it, for sure. Yeah, well, you heard it here, folks. We have no idea when it's going to be released, but, you know, it will be released soon <laughs> sometime. Yeah, yeah soon. You'll, you'll hear it here first when we know. When we know, you'll know. <laughs> but I, equally, I'm really looking forward to all that uh, stuff that you just mentioned because I love w working with AI now, and I'm working with ChatGPT quite a bit, and just the potential of taking that aggro away from my meetings, you know, summaries and and just... I suppose just helping me type better messages and emails and that kind it, of thing. Just it really, yeah, it really is powerful. We've been working with the Azure AI um, credit to Tom Morgan, who does our empowering cloud platform, and it's not released yet. But we have our bot, our Teams bot, querying all our empowering cloud content, so you can ask questions and it will give you answers and it will credit the relevant video or research paper. Um, nice. And so we've we've still got a bit of testing to do before we release that, but it's really exciting to have the potential of having a a new way we're up to something like 180 videos a new way to engage in that content and get the answer you need yeah. without having to trawl through yeah it's fantastic very exciting indeed great well uh tom that's it from us um until next time if you you know uh, are new to uc today please you know subscribe if you're not then you know do give us a like or a comment it's always appreciated and if you're a microsoft teams fan and you want to be part of the conversation you can certainly join tom myself and all our uh, guests that are normally on the show on LinkedIn and Twitter and our social links are in the description. Hey, thanks, Tom. Great to see you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good show. And uh, yeah, there'll be even more news once we hit through September. So uh, stay tuned for next month. Absolutely. I'm Rob Scott from UC Today. Thanks for watching.